Welcome to Twintopia, the podcast about all things twins. I'm Julie. And I'm Katie. And we are identical twins. Hi, Katie. Hi, Julie. Well, what did you think about today's episode? I'm super excited for the listeners to hear it because it's a special to us because it's our good friend, Kim, that we've known for 35 years. We went to high school with, mm-hmm. and she's going to talk about, yes, and I just a big part of her life. It is. And I was just listening to it back and, um, it's a very good episode for me because like you said, we're such good friends with her. So it was like chatting, catching up with a good friend. And it was like no time had passed when we were talking to her. In fact, we probably would have enjoyed talking to her for another few hours. <laughs> oh, I could have talked to her all day, but then she had to go because she was literally joining us on her, on her lunch, lunch break. break. Yes, from, from work. work. So anyway, we're so grateful that she talked to us. But I think the listeners are also going to really enjoy her perspective on twinship. So uh, be prepared to laugh and cry, listeners. On this one. Enjoy. Okay. Well, I am Kim Via Pondo, formerly my maiden name uh, is Kim Alameda, Kimberly, my full <laughs> name, but I do not go by that. I go by Kim or Kimmy or anything else. <laughs> well, welcome to our show. We're yes, so happy welcome. To have our friend Kim from high school on our show today, and she has a very unusual twin story. So, do you want to maybe tell us a little bit about? how you are related to twins and you know explain because you have multiple ways that you (laughs) qualify for our show (laughs) um sure sure yeah and thanks for having me this is like I said I love this concept and I love that you guys are doing this um this this podcast is it's just really cute and fun thank you and so so I am a twin as you said um my parents did not know that they were having twins. And when, when my mom gave birth, my dad couldn't be in there. I mean, I'm, I'm aging myself. My dad wasn't allowed in the, the, the Isn't that funny that room. dads weren't allowed in? <laughs> yeah. I know, and that wasn't that long ago, I feel like. No, I know. So he was looking in through the window and the doctor was, you know, doing their thing and brought me out and introduced me through the window to my <laughs> yeah. dad. And then they went back and my dad was like, what's going on? And apparently what the nurse had said to the doctor was, uh, I think there's another baby in there's here. There's another one coming out. <laughs> another one here. And Kelly came out breach. Um, oh, obviously, no. So she came out fine, but she came out breach. And then my dad was just like, what? And so they bring Kelly out and then Actually, He's, too, I think he said that they went back and he thought they were going for a third, but they were just going for the placenta. And my dad yeah. was about ready to fall over. I bet he, he almost passed like, out. Yeah. He was so stunned and shocked. And so was my whole family. I mean, we have pictures like telling my grandfather when he walked in because he used to live in Lake Tahoe. Yeah. When he came home. They have this great picture of him walking in the kitchen and then saying, oh, did she have you know how did it go they're like it's twins and his mouth is like fully opened <laughs> and then my dad went out to the to the waiting room to tell my grandmother who is this sweet little croatian woman and she told my dad you son of a bitch don't lie to me because he said you know it's twins and she yeah. didn't believe him and she just kept calling him an sob you better not <laughs> don't say that you better not lie to me and so she didn't believe him either yeah, because oh a lot of people would probably joke about that. And he's like, no. Yeah. Like, and, well, and seriously, people and don't remember if they're younger than us. They don't get it that twins were more rare back then. Well, yeah. and back then you couldn't find out ahead of time if you were having a boy or a girl, I don't think. And so, like, you didn't know if you were having a boy or a girl until they were born. And then so to not only not know that, but then to not know that you're having twins. I mean, what a shock. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my whole family was overjoyed because we were the first grandkids. My dad's the oldest in his family. Um, and so we were the first grandkids. So it was like, you know, everybody got a baby to hold. <laughs> and then, um, but then when I was pregnant, um, I, I didn't know either until, uh, 18 weeks. I, um, so I went in and took some tests as you know, most of us do and prenatal exams and all of that. And then one of my alpha feta protein exam came out wrong. Like it came out double. 
Mm-hmm. So they said, well, it could be spina bifida where your baby has a hole in its spine or oh, you're no. having twins. And I was like, I'm having twins. Does no one remember I told you I'm a twin? I was like, yeah. it has to be that I'm having twins. Yeah. And of course, you know, you're, you're just, I'm like, oh, I was just reeling and everyone's like, what? And I was like, well, and then they wouldn't tell me until we went in to do an ultrasound. So we had to do this whole thing, all this hoopla that they were like well we may need to get an amnio and let's interview you let's ask you all these questions I was like you're like no the ultrasound (laughs) and I and I have on tape because my ex-husband and I we used to tape record the heartbeat because that's all we could listen to is heartbeat and yeah when we're when we're listening to it I said to her I said are you sure there's not two in here because I just felt like I was yeah mom's size yeah and she's like no no there's just one and then sure enough obviously we went and then we did the ultrasound and um, thank God we sat down and the lady was like, all right, all right, look up, look up. Cause we were getting situated. So we look up and there's two heads on the screen and, you know, you can imagine our excitement and like, you know, thank God it's not spina bifida and it's just twins. Yes. And, you know, I was crying and excited and the lady, she was, she wasn't so the technician was a little tough. She's handed me a box of tissues and she's like, you're going to need to calm down if I can, so I can finish this. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> You did uh, not okay. have that job. Give me I a minute. Think. And then the lady came, another lady came in. That was, um, that was one of the doctors we spoke to. She's like, I, I think I heard some good news. I said, yeah, it's good news. So, so that was Aww, exciting. That's that, so that's... I wonder what the statistics are of twins that have twin, where one of, at least one of the twins has twins of their yeah, own. Yeah, I know. I need to be better and look into that because. We can look into it for you. We'll look into it for you. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that uh, twins don't really regularly run in my family and not in neither in my ex-husband's family. And um, I, Kelly and I are identical. We didn't do the exams that you guys did to confirm, but Uh I'm pretty Uh certain we are. Yeah, I always thought you were because you look so identical. So, yeah. And people, oh. um, so your boys are fraternal, but you and Kelly are identical. Yeah. So that's well, what then, is, I think, the odd thing about it, that you maybe you can find something about that. Well, yeah. So we, well, the research we've already done is that identical twins are just a fluke of nature and yeah, they're not hereditary. Yeah. They don't, they don't think it's hereditary anyway. Um, but it can be hereditary to drop two eggs, you know, mm-hmm. and, and have fraternal twins that can run in families. It doesn't have to, but, but- I got a message, um, on our Twintopia Facebook page, um, from a woman who says that her and her sister are identical twins and her sister has identical twins. And then oh. they, and then they have, um, fraternal twin brothers. Wow. Hmm, so that's crazy. That's crazy yeah, I'd be to interested me. to hear like what the statistics are like you said mm-hmm. we'll look that up for you Kim. Okay. i wonder if they've been wrong all this time and that identical twins is hereditary as well i think I it mean, can be i think that you know they say that multiple things can cause identical twins like if the age of the mom is older um i don't know how old your mom was when she no right you're right so my mom was young she was gosh she was 20 Oh, yeah, that is young. Yeah. And then I was only, because they do say, as yeah, if you're older, you drop more eggs. I was 29. I was 30, actually. But that wasn't the case with you or your boys. So right. that's just interesting that you yeah. had, you were, you had young eggs. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't necessarily run in your family to have fraternals. And then you're an identical. Like, that's just, it was just yeah. meant to be. I him. think it's really cool, actually. <laughs> I think it's special. I mean, I don't know. I feel like for a little while when I, I think when, you know, when we reached those awkward teenage years, I didn't want to be a twin. I was like, oh, everyone thinks we're weird. And then you get, I think one of your podcasts was about the, some of the Hollywood, the Hollywood yeah. twin, twin yeah. topic. And, you know, it is, some people are like, oh, the weirdo twins, especially with, you know, the shining and they're, yeah, yeah it's like they're creepy. I yeah. feel like my mom dressed us one time like that with our ponytails and like same dresses. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, we look like the Shining Twins. But yeah, I don't remember you and Kelly dressing alike in high school. No, did you... not in high school. We did not. And... Did you try purposely not to or it just well, wasn't something you thought about? I got over the whole weird twin thing by high school, but we just had different styles, um, mm-hmm, honestly. Yeah. And 
you know, my grandparents would still buy us the same clothes and we would ask nicely, you know, we don't wear <laughs> the same clothes. Can you please not purchase us the same <laughs> outfits? <laughs> because it went from like, well, obviously when we were little, my mom would just totally dress us alike. And then it mm-hmm. went from the same thing to the different, to different colors. And then when we were teenagers um, and we got older and we were able to kind of pick our own clothes, we just had different styles. I mean, we shared clothing and we still had similar things that we like and no it's like the outside world including family they usually want twins to dress alike yeah and we're like but why we don't want i know (laughs) well and that's the funny thing because it's like i love being a twin and i loved it but at the same time you also want to have your own identity because exactly you know when i was little all we were ever referred to was the twins yes I'm Kim. You're like, I, I have, have a name. name. I and have was, a separate identity. Yeah. And so I was really conscious of that with my boys. I mean, they're not identical and they look very different, but I would always, you know, refer to them by their names. And by their names. Not the twins and not, you know. Yes. Because you understood. Boys, but, but it was very yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. Our you, mom was very conscious of that too. She called no, us the girls. Well, yeah. She wasn't conscious of it. You mean. She was. She she specifically said, I don't want to call them the twins. I want to call them the girls. Oh, but she, I thought I thought you were gonna say the opposite because I didn't like it that she yeah, she didn't call us the twins, she called us the girls, but she would talk about something that one of us said when she was on the phone with other people. She'd say, The girls said this and the girls said that and oh. I would overhear her and I would think, We didn't say it, I said it. <laughs> yeah, I did yeah. that. So and I'm trying lump- to be she was trying, but then she would still lump us together as if we were one person. I think that's the natural thing to do, though. I used to get away with a few things with my grandmother. My grandmother, the one that called my dad an SOB, she um, <laughs> she would she could not tell us apart at all, and neither could my dad. But my grandmother, when we were little, um, she had this really pretty um, sitting. Uh, area where she would put her makeup on and get ready and stuff so one day when she wasn't looking I went in and I got into her makeup and I apparently had a field day and messed up some things and so she knew and she came out and she said who played with my makeup and we we didn't say anything and and she Mm -hmm. said I'm going to find out who did it and you're going to get hot sauce because you messed up my makeup (laughs) hot sauce so Kelly started crying and she was like oh so my grandmother thought that she messed it up because because yeah, she was, she because she was crying and I just kept cool. I was just sitting there like, I'm not going to say anything. And she couldn't <gasps> tell. And so she started to reprimand Kelly. And then finally, um, and obviously I wasn't going to say anything. So finally she, then she got so upset when she found out that it wasn't Kelly. And she was trying to, <laughs> she was trying to scold her. And then she felt bad. And then nobody got in trouble. So I was like, whew, got out of that. This that worked out well. You. Yeah, it worked out <laughs> it worked good for you. Well. <laughs> I, I actually have a twin memory of you and Kelly um, from high school. I remember one of your birthdays at your birthday party, your, both of your boyfriends went in together on a leather and denim jacket that was really, really cute for you uh, two to share. Do you remember that? I do. That's so funny. But wait, was that our 16th birthday? It might have been. I think it might have been. Yeah. I do <laughs> remember that. Um, I think that was... I'm wondering if that was Brennan and Tom, but it was that, Brennan and Tom. Yeah. Cause they that went was shopping together birthday. for it and they picked oh, it yeah. out together. And I just thought that was the sweetest thing that they collaborated yeah. and they pulled their Aww. money to get a really <laughs> expensive item for you to share. And I would remember watching to see who would wear it to school. And you, you really did take turns really good. <laughs> we got, I mean, we're really good sharers and it's so yeah. funny because people will say that today, but I I'm kind of oversharing like, Somewhat like my fiance, he's very much into like family style and sharing plates. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, I love you. And I'm a really good sharer, but yes. I'm an adult now and I'm oversharing with people. You're like, I've done it sister, a lot. So I really, yeah. <laughs> really would like to have my own, That's my own funny. plate, my own thing. <laughs> I know my husband always will like at a restaurant will reach over and like just start eating off my plate with his fork. And I'm just like, oh, okay. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't really, doesn't really bother me because I usually can't finish it all anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. Yeah. Well, um, I have a question for you. Yeah. So in high school, 
So for the listeners that we didn't hear what we were saying in the beginning, um, we met Kim in high school and Kelly, and I was actually friends with Kelly first. And the reason that I knew Kelly better than you is because we were in adapted PE together. So the reason that I was in adapted PE is because I had a slip disc in my back from the time I was in eighth grade until the end of sophomore year of high school. And so I missed, and we've already talked about this. I apologize listeners (laughs) about the fact that I missed freshman year PE altogether. And then by sophomore year, they, they hired a teacher to be our adapted PE teacher. Mr. Mayo. Yeah, exactly. I I just ran into him. Did you really? really? Yes. Crazy. We were out. My dad and I were downtown Roseville at Gooseport and we ran into him and I just started bawling. I was like, oh my gosh, Mr. Mayo, because Kelly loved him. Yeah. He was the sweetest. Yeah. That's so funny that you knew him too. Like, I mean, I didn't know him, know him. Mm -hmm. I just knew who he was. was. I just knew that he took such good care of Kelly. Exactly. So did he look the same? Yeah. He must have if you recognized him. Yeah. He looks the same. My dad, he recognized my dad and then Aww. we came out from the restaurant and then he was like hey it's he turned around and he said yeah. at the same time that I realized who it was yeah sorry I didn't mean to interrupt nice your story name. no yeah. that's okay and so so yeah so th- the reason that Kelly was in adapted PE for our listeners is that she had MS mm-hmm. yeah so uh, do you want to tell the listeners that like because I, I th- yeah. what I heard at the time was that Kelly had MS but you didn't now I don't know if that yeah. was accurate but that was yeah. the yeah Okay, that's no, what it you... is, and I'll mm-hmm. and I'll start by sharing because I know that was one of the things is that a lot of people. I mean, I think now a lot of a lot more people understand, but MS is multiple sclerosis, and it's basically an autoimmune disease that mm-hmm. where the immune system attacks the myelin that is actually protecting your nerve fibers, mm-hmm. and so that's what it stands for: multiple scars. So multiple scars oh. on myelin and. Oh. The thing is, is that it's really random. Like it doesn't attack the same place. And so everyone's symptoms are completely different. For example, you could have, because it attacks the brain and it also attacks the spinal cord. So you could have vision problems. You could have brain fog. You could have um, disabilities in your legs and your arms. You have numbness. There's all these different things. And a lot of people are just affected differently and we didn't know what it was because Kelly's was rare because she was what they called juvenile MS. And at the time we had no idea what it was. And I remember Kelly having, so it happened in eighth grade. We, we would walk home from St. Rose school and she just started falling. And my mom, Mm -hmm. I recall my mom asking me, you know, what's going on? I said, I have no idea. She's walking and there's no, tripping hazards she's not getting pushed over like there's Mm -hmm. no explanation for her just falling like she just would fall and then eventually um the summer before we went into high school I remember because we were heavily in softball and she couldn't play she was she was unable to walk she was in a wheelchair really was just the weirdest thing and we were just like what is happening and my mom took such good care of her and was trying to help her And then finally, we just went to a bunch of different doctors. I remember having to go to San Francisco to go get more exams because no one locally knew. I mean, the doctors locally weren't, I don't think, sufficient. So we went to San Francisco. And then when they found out, I remember my mom, I guess this is what my dad had told me. I wasn't in the room, but he had asked and said, I please don't. (laughs) He just said, please don't tell her. Please don't tell Kelly. Yeah. And so, um, (laughs) you'll have to excuse me. No, that's okay. (laughs) And if this gets too hard at any point, just say so. No, I, I appreciate that. And I, you know, I, I, I want to share her story and share what she went through because she was such a trooper. I mean, her thing just, you know, so she, I don't remember how my parents told her, but we, we all had a bunch of questions mm-hmm. and we didn't know what it was. We weren't familiar with it. And is it because it was so rare that they just didn't know what it was because it's that rare for um, somebody that young to come down with MS? Yeah, it is. And it wasn't in our family and it it's typically, um, typically found in women and typically between the ages of like 30 and 50. So there's mm-hmm. a range. I think that's so about she the was range. way out of that. So range. She was way out of it and they didn't know what was going on. And MS is already hard to treat because mm-hmm. they kind of, 
it masquerades as all kinds of other problems wow. and autoimmune diseases. So it's really it's hard to even they diagnose also kind it. Of call it the mysterious disease, or there's things that people say, and you know, yes. just, a lot of people have a hard time pinning what it is until yeah. you do all these exams, and then the spinal tap is kind of what tells you. Oh. And so, so you know, poor Kelly. Finally, um, you know, my mom my mom worked so hard with her and was trying mm-hmm. to walk with her and was like, come on, let's do this. I mean, she was like a physical therapist with Kelly and was always trying mm-hmm. to help her. Yeah. And then finally it just, she just went into remission and, um, and then she was able to go to school. But as you said, she was in adaptive PE because physically she just couldn't do all the things normally. And, but to look you know, at her, you wouldn't know that you didn't, you wouldn't know. And she could walk at that point when we, right. Met she guys. started, she was back walking, but mm-hmm. she still had some equilibrium problems. And, you know, this is kind of where the twin thing comes in. It was really hard as I think, you know, as a twin and then people, some people knew what was wrong with Kelly. Some people didn't. And so sometimes they would say, Oh, what's wrong with your sister? She looks stoned. And, people are cruel you know and I yeah I had friends who stood up for her um a lot of people that did and that knew but a lot of people were cruel and they always compared us so I think that was really hard but I don't remember her having any outward appearance at all and I was around her a lot like I don't know why people would even say that about her because I don't remember her ever standing there looking out of it or anything I think she would be fatigued and so I think sometimes um people would you know Mm-hmm. not understand what that, that means yeah and would mm-hmm. under and see it and you know and she had to cut back she wasn't in um the college prep courses she was in you know regular classes and mm-hmm. um and, and you so, both were had been so athletic your whole lives and into softball right yeah exactly we so it must played. have been really hard for her to have to quit that I think so she didn't quit it but she didn't and she made the team she made the oh. softball team but she didn't play that much. And so she, she, but she would go and she would work out and she mm-hmm. would practice and she just always had such a good attitude and she never let it bring her yeah. down. I mean, I know there was some insecurities because obviously I'm her sister and we shared mm-hmm. things. Um, and, you know, I saw some of her anger, but it was justified and you yeah. know, would get through it. And then she would always push through and mm-hmm. I just, thought she was just so strong because she's dealt she dealt with it for so long yeah and do you think that it made it extra hard being that you were twins and that you could do things that she couldn't and yet the prior to that your whole lives you guys could do all the same things oh yeah for sure I think there was a lot of anger in that I think and Mm -hmm. it it went through too when we were older and you know when I got married and I had kids and I know she felt Mm -hmm. a bit I'm going to say slighted, but you know, she had wanted to have kids, but yeah, by then her MS had progressed and yep, you know, it just wasn't in her fate. Um, and I told her, I said, look, my kids are your kids. Like, like mm-hmm. you are their auntie and they love you and, you know, enjoy mm-hmm. that and enjoy the fact that you don't have to do all the cleaning of the diapers and yeah. all the other stuff and just be the fun auntie. And yeah, and she was that. Um, with them so I know she appreciated that but it was exactly what you said there was yes I think frustration in her part that you know I want to do those things I want to have kids I want to yeah well and then was it hard for you kind of like survivor's guilt like I get to do these things and my sister can't like was that hard on you yeah I mean I am a I'm Catholic so I feel guilty about everything but that just added to it Um, and we had talks and I told her, um, and I think too, like at such an early age and her being in this position, like as a twin, you know, there's always like the more, I, I don't know about all twins, but usually there's a more dominant twin a more quiet twin, you know, there's Mm -hmm. always the kind of that dynamic. And I think our dynamic changed because of not only being twins and me being a little more outgoing but it also changed with her disease and her having mm-hmm. that and being compared and then me wanting to protect her and be the caregiver and be the one that is like, okay, I'm going to take care of you. And she let me, I mean, my mom jokes because when, when we were little and we were potty training, like I potty trained and then I was changing Kelly's diapers. So I always took on that <laughs> motherly role and my mom was pissed. She was like, what? She's like, no, Kelly, you 
she's like, you're going to go to the potty now. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm changing her diaper. It's funny that you already took on that role of kind of taking care of her, which is kind of foreshadowing what was to come in a way. Exactly. And, you know, um, when we left high school and no one knew we were twins, that's when she really soared. She really? really kind of became her own person and she wasn't compared to me. Yeah. And she wasn't compared to being a twin. She was just mm-hmm. herself and right. she really came out of her shell and, oh, you know, so it was nice. nice to see because I really, I think, I think all of our friends knew who she was and loved her and, you know, but I think, you know, being in um, a population, especially at high school mm-hmm. at that age, there's just a lot of comparisons, which are unfair and un- yep. um cemented you know they don't know yeah and they don't know what's going on they just want to make a quick judgment of and course. comparison and people can't help but compare twins but it, yeah. it really is detrimental like it to your psyche and your sense of self-esteem when you're being compared to the other person yeah, it, like people want to decide who is good at what and then you feel like you can't go into the other person's lane like you can't do art because that's your sister's domain or whatever which mm-hmm. is too bad because maybe you're both good at art or whatever Yeah, no, I agree. It's hard. I mean, and that's the thing I always, because even in work, like I have this manager that used to use this quote, never compare, never complain. And I just Mm -hmm. loved that because it brought so much to me as a twin. Mm -hmm. And I really think that a lot of people just don't, they compare everything, not even twins, but just in general. Yeah. Yeah. In general. And so twins, it becomes an easy target because, oh, well, they're copies of each other, but wait, not really what's yeah. with this and then they get intrigued by it and then sometimes that uh curiosity also brings up mm-hmm. you know like you were saying the goods and the bads like oh well you do this but you don't do that and you do yeah. that who's the evil twin and who's the good one it's like yeah no that's not really how it works exactly <laughs> yeah. totally. but you can't yeah. help but let it affect you when you hear people saying things like that about right. you you're like oh maybe i'm not as good at that as she is or maybe guys like her better than me and you know, you can't help but wonder if there's some validity to it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I mean, we've, t- we talked about it and we shared those insecurities with each other. And, you know, I always had to kind of reinforce with her that, you know, look, I'm, and, and I think, you know, to your point about feeling um, guilty about, you know, being healthy for a while, I, I would share that with her. I said, look, you know, I'm not, I'm not better. There are all these things that I don't do well. And there are all Mm -hmm. these things that I have in my head. Mm -hmm. And so I would always try and share those things with her just so that she felt more like, you know, on an even playing ground, uh, playing field than just, you know, and I, I I hope she took that and and got that. I mean, it was, it was a lot. We usually, I mean, you guys know Mm -hmm. we had the, we had a love hate. We had a really strong relationship. So when we loved, we loved really hard. And when we (laughs) hated each other, we, we did really well at that part too. So. I actually never saw that. I, I didn't see that either, I but I only I, saw the love and support you had aw. for each other. But of course you guys shared a room. I mean, yes. we didn't even share a room. But I feel like unlike as I feel like you had different friends in high school when we knew you because I, I remember hanging out with Kelly a lot and I don't remember hanging out with you a whole lot. Yeah. So I feel like you had completely different friend groups. Yeah. We did. And that was nice. I think that it was good because I think that we still had the same friends, but we kind of did our own thing. Like I was heavily into sports. I mean, I was doing volleyball, basketball, Mm -hmm. softball, and she was only doing softball. And then we were just in like different modes and different boyfriends. And that also had, you know, led to it, different classes and things like that. And um, so like I was saying in college, it was really nice to see her do her be herself and yeah. not be compared but we did um we did ha- have some fun times with that we she went to Chico and I went to Davis and my girlfriend and I um ironically was best friends with Kelly's roommate so we went out oh. for Halloween <laughs> and it was before cell phones and we Kelly and I were supposed to meet at this bar so, well we're gonna tee off at this one place okay we'll meet there yeah. But it was so crowded. She was inside. We were outside. Somehow we missed each other. The whole night we're missing each other. And people were like, your sister's looking for you. And I tried to use a pay phone to call. Mm-hmm. She obviously wasn't home. It was just <laughs> a mess. So we get back and I finally took a cab to her apartment and she happened to be there. And it's, you know, well in the morning, like one o'clock or something too. Yeah. And she 
goes in and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I looked for you all night. I couldn't find you. So we're arguing and her roommates didn't know that I had come in. And so they're like knocking on the door and they're like, Kelly, because our voices sound exactly yeah. like, they're like, Kelly, are you okay? What's going on in there? They thought she was having a mental breakdown and fighting with herself or something. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> they opened the door and they're like, oh my God, what is your, you have a twin? She's your sister's here. What? Like they're just completely confused. But. I know. Cause people forget, even if you tell them you have a twin, but they, you're not in the same town. They, yeah. for, they forget that you've said that. Cause they just don't associate you as being a twin if they don't see your twin. Right. And so, I mean, at least that is the way it is for us. Like I will tell people I know from here that I have a twin and then they completely forget that piece of information. <laughs> when they meet me they're shocked they're like whoa and you're like yeah remember I told you (laughs) that's cute yeah when I was pregnant um I was in Rockland at the time and Kelly happened to be working for the Rockland school district and so I'm sitting there and this lady's waving to me and like and I looked at my ex-husband and I went this lady's waving I don't know her do you know her and then it dawned on me I said oh god yeah she thinks I'm Kelly yep so she comes over and then I stood up and she goes, oh my God, you're not Kelly. Because she clearly could see that I was pregnant. And I, oh, that's I so laughed funny. and I said, no, I go, okay, I'm assuming you know Kelly. She goes, oh my God, you look just like her. And I said, yeah, we're twins. So it's funny. Yes. I thought you were going to say because when you stood up, she could see that you were taller because you did end up being taller than Kelly. Yes, I was By the a end taller. of high school, you were taller than her by how much would you say? Oh, probably just a couple inches. Not a lot, but yeah, yeah, but but enough where you could tell. Yeah. And that's because the MS caused her muscles to not fully develop. Or what do you think is the cause? No, of that? I mean, I think it was just we were just a little bit different. I okay. honestly, yeah, because with my twins, um, they're not the same height. One's a little bit taller. I think it was just that I just was a little bit taller and our bodies were a little bit different builds. Yeah. yeah. But just the little things. But yeah. I, I don't know that the MS affected that. It definitely affected her walking and mm-hmm. it has affected mine because I was diagnosed, um, as you guys know, um, when I was 33. So mm-hmm. so now, Kim, did they not think that you were going to have MS, even though you yeah, were I had that question too. I, I, you know, I don't know. I always, the thing that was tough for me is that, you know, so we didn't realize or think that it was hereditary. And so Kelly was diagnosed when she was 12. And then my mother was diagnosed when she was 48. And at that point, they, we said, is it hereditary? They said, no. And then they would go back and forth. And I, that's too much of a coincidence for mother and daughter to both have it for them to say. Well, and also it just seems like they knew enough about identicals where they would be like, okay, same DNA. Although, I mean, do they know enough about MS and the different types of MS to know that if one it, identical twin has it, that the other one, I mean, I sure. think the odds are high. And that's what I guess I was a bit delusional about. I thought, well, I'm just going to be the one that's stronger and can help everybody, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I would help my dad with my mom and my sister. And I just thought, you know, well, I'm just very lucky and I'm just going to have to take care and help and of course. I mean, we're identical and the mm-hmm. odds are really high. And I think what happened is this disease is so unpredictable. Kelly, whatever. My mom seems to think that Kelly got um, a really bad fever and some oh, type of and that triggered and it. I didn't get it. And she thinks that they may, that may have been, but I have no idea. And I think my mom, my mom was just shooting in the dark to try and come up with some reason why behind she, it. Why she came down with yeah, it Yeah, because first. I was more textbook my mom was a little more textbook my mom was 48 and then and then I was 33 and you know and the other thing is is that by the time I was diagnosed they had a lot more therapies and treatments that my sister and my mom didn't have and Mm -hmm. so I feel really lucky I mean it sucked because I saw I like you saw what it did to them I was like I know what this is and so The reality of that was tough because I knew you knew what you were in what for. the disease was. And now, are the treatments yeah. that you that you had available to you when you got diagnosed were they the kind of treatments that help prolong the effects of MS? Well, so they don't have a cure, and so what the drugs do that we take um, are to slow the progression of the disease. Okay. So I started with interferons, uh, and it was oh, what was it called that I took? They're um, 
Rebif was the drug Mm -hmm. and it was a shot that you take. And I have friends that take Mm -hmm. other types of therapies and different types of interferons that help, like I said, slow the progression. So you take a shot Mm -hmm. typically three times a week, you give it to yourself and Mm -hmm. that helps. And that helped me for quite a long time. But then, um, I, after my divorce and after my mother passed, I had a lot of stress on my body and that really, I feel triggered Mm -hmm. kind of a shift in my health and really, um, my walking and my, yeah, just, just, I mean, stress is really bad for anybody, but with MS it's, it's Mm -hmm. even more debilitating for someone. Mm -hmm. So I had to really reevaluate my therapy and then, um, I looked into some other things and, um, I only switched a couple times. Um, I did a couple of treatments and then the last treatment I did was an infusion of a drug. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's supposed to, like I said, help, um, prolong it. Like, and- yeah, just help that it doesn't, um, affect. So you just have different things, but I know people that have MS that don't have any issues. They've had like one episode and then it went away and they're <gasps> in and they're fine. Are you so, serious? Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's really all over the place. Like there are people who, like I said, they'll have an episode and it happened and then they get diagnosed and they find out that it's MS and then it goes away and then they're fine. So they, there's a lot, a lot of learning that still needs to happen with this disease. It oh, sounds yeah. like. And so we, yeah, I mean, there's so much to learn and so much, and I'm lucky because I go, which Kelly went to as well. We both went to UC Davis. They have a MS clinic that's mm-hmm. specifically focuses on MS. Mm-hmm. And that's nice. So that's helpful because it's a learning school also. And so they're always trying to find, you know, the latest mm-hmm. and greatest. So I feel comfortable. And that was what I said. I said, give me the most aggressive treatment you have. I've seen mm-hmm. this. I'm not like, you're not messing around. around. Yeah. yeah. Give me whatever you can. And Hey, Kim, can you go back a little bit and give us the timeline? Because didn't your divorce and your mom's death and your diagnosis, weren't they all lumped together? Like in the <laughs> yes, same they were. year? Yes. I, I will never forget the year. It was like 2009 because that's when my mother passed and um, it all happened like literally within weeks of each other. Well, my mother was like her MS was progressing and was pretty like we, we were like, why is this getting worse? She just had progressive. So her, she was in a bed and she really needed full-time care. So we took care of her. My dad did. And then um, she got pneumonia and she kept getting pneumonia. And um, they said, you know, they took her by ambulance. They, they're like, you know, she's going to keep getting pneumonia. And Mm -hmm. so while that was happening, I was going through issues with my ex-husband and finding things that were, you know, Mm -hmm. unraveling the marriage and it was all happening at the same time. And um, so she passed from what she got sepsis from her pneumonia. And so that happened. And then, um, and then soon thereafter we got our divorce and ironically I was diagnosed only a few years before that. So I was, um, yeah, 33. And so it was just a lot. It was a lot for all at once Yeah, to understand that I had the disease then. Okay. Um, what's, how's that going to do for me when I'm a mother and I want to care for my two children who were two at the time toddlers and you know how am I going to help my family and my dad so that was a lot and then um and then when I went through what I did with my ex-husband and then and then my mom and seeing her um you know leave us that was tough and yeah and I know it was tough for Kelly too I mean Kelly was really close she was living with my parents Mm -hmm. for a while and so Mm -hmm. her and my mom would spend you know every day together and yeah so yeah, that was a big loss for her. Then. Yeah. You you have been through more than most people have and more than anyone should have to. Like, I just feel like I'm amazed at both you and Kelly of mm-hmm. how good your outlook is on life. And you're you're still able to have. No, you're boy, both like, just such I happy, ran, positive people. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, Kim, but I ran into you when you were in the middle of all this. Like you, you were in the middle of a divorce and I ran into you and your boys at this art beast. Oh yes. I remember. And you were telling me all this stuff. And I was like, Oh my goodness. But yet you were still there. You were, you showed up with your boys at this fun art place. And I was like, (laughs) how is she even standing up right now? I just didn't understand. (laughs) 
you're so sweet i mean i i don't know i i feel like my whole family's always been really positive and mm-hmm. it's been ingrained in me to just think positive which mm-hmm. i'm so grateful for my parents to you know teaching me that and i mean i don't yeah. know i mean i i feel like you know definitely have our moments and you know i had times where I'm just like, I don't even want to get out of bed or, you know, Mm -hmm. spent nights crying over things, but yeah, you just like anyone would, but like, yeah, yeah, you're, I remember your parents too. And I, when I would, um, the very few times that I visited Kelly in the, when she was in the home, Uh um, every single time that I was there, your dad was either just there and he was in the sign up sheet right before me, or he was literally there when I was there. So I was like, does he come every single day? He was so amazing. I mean, he is amazing. He, he took really great care of Kelly. And when she went into the care facility, he, he went quite often and we tried to go as often as we could. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, Katie, you going was so wonderful because I know that brought a lot of joy to Kelly. So well, that was I mean, another thing. I for... didn't understand how she could, I didn't come that often. I really didn't. I, well, like once in a while, if it was like on my way to go see my dad, cause he was in a care home near there and I would be driving literally right by her home. And I'd be like, I have a few minutes. I'll stop. Oh. And she, no matter what was happening with her, she had a huge smile when I walk <laughs> in the room. It's like, she was I just know. happy that you were there. She didn't care if you only had five minutes. She didn't care if she was feeling crummy. She was just happy that somebody was there to visit her yeah I mean so sweet she definitely was so full of love and joy it really Mm -hmm. is amazing Uh, I mean I remember when we were in our 20s and we lived together downtown Mm -hmm. in an apartment I told her it was horrible idea I was like we should not be living (laughs) together this is stupid and then she begged me and we did and I just remember watching her as a teacher you know putting so much effort in and struggling and but working so hard for these kids and Kim, I didn't know that you two lived together after <laughs> I college. Didn't know that yes. How we fun. shared an apartment down on J Street. It was so much fun. But how I long laughed. did you do that? Well, for gosh, for several years. Like a really? handful of years. Yeah. We had the oh. best time, but we also like, oh God, we just we were gonna kill each other. But we, you know, like I said, it was that lovely yeah. thing. But we had so much fun. And um, you know, she she would work so hard and I would see her struggling and you know. Cause now that I'm kind of feeling that similar. Now, you fatigue, know what that I felt just, like. Yeah. I just know. And she just pushed through and she was so good. And, mm-hmm. you know, she didn't complain to me. Yeah. I would just watch her and I would mm-hmm. try and help her when I could, mm-hmm. but it was physical because she taught special ed. So she was always mm-hmm. doing these workbooks and going to the copy, you know, yeah. going to do things and run copies and do this and that and the other and I just would watch her and just be so amazed at how she would just push through all these things and yeah she she's just such a s- sweetheart and yeah I mean she had her moments but she's definitely yeah. well we understand the living together when we were in college and we were roommates we we fought more than any other time in our lives mm-hmm. in those years. Like that was oh, how funny. probably it's because you guys never we did. And I would be so jealous. I was like, gosh, Julie and Katie, they never fight. They love each <laughs> no, other no, so much. No. I'm such a jerk. I got like Kelly and I fight all the time. No, we fought. No, we every, fought. In high school, we fought like every morning on the way to school. Like you made us late. No, you made us late. And like sharing a car and sharing a college apartment. Those were both bad ideas. Those were bad for our relationship. They were harmful to our relationship. We we got to an age where we just couldn't live together. And I even told Katie, like, I I need to move out. And it really hurt Katie's feelings. Do you remember being hurt by that, Katie? I do. Like, I'm like a hypocrite because I was part of the problem. Yeah. Like, I think I was more of the problem than you were because I would get so mad at you. You would get so mad at me. I would get furious when you wouldn't do the dishes. But then I was like, but you don't want to live with me? Why? (laughs) And I... I was like, Katie, I really think we're going to get along better if we are not roommates, because then our interactions will be like, because we want to get together and see each other. Because at that time, we were just living together, getting mad at each other about chores and things, but we were never hanging out and doing fun things together. And I said, if we don't live together, we will we will miss each other and then we'll get together and it'll be fun and we won't be yelling at each other about the household chores. Yes. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were, we I, I warned her, but it ended up, you know, we ended up, um, I don't know. I moved out before I got married and I think she was sad. And I mm-hmm. said, look, it's time. 
Um, it's yeah. time. <laughs> it's time. We, yeah. we, we had a great run. And in fact, my <laughs> aunt bought us a peace plant because everybody knew they were like, oh boy. And, a peace um, plant. <laughs> yeah. They're like, okay, we're going to give you all the, yeah, all the good vibes we can. Yeah. And so, um, but, and we have such great memories and I have pictures of us, you know, in that apartment and, um, I know we, we had, it was a good time and she moved in with me here too. After my divorce, I had the space. And so we moved her in here. Um, and she had the, took the front room and, Oh, I didn't know know that either. It was not, um, it was not as tumultuous as it was before when we were younger. It was obviously, you know, more peaceful and, and it was nice to spend that time with her and have her spend that time with the boys also. Yeah. Was oh, she, so nice. she was she was probably pretty far progressed in her MS by that point, right? Well, by then she was she she was mobile. She was in her wheelchair that was electric and she um had a bed, hospital bed, and she had care a caregiver. So we had a morning caregiver and a night caregiver that would come oh, in wow. and, and help her because I just I couldn't physically no. take care of her and um so yeah, so we had that and, and that was tough because the kids would be like, gosh, why do we always have to have somebody here? And then I felt bad because I didn't yeah. want them to feel like we didn't have privacy, but Kelly mm-hmm. needed the support. And then, yeah. um, and then when she went into a home, I felt horrible, like, but I just knew that I couldn't, mm-hmm. especially physically, because my health was starting to yeah progress a little bit, um, you know, I physically was like, well, I need to focus on myself. And well, there comes health. a point when you physically can't lift somebody. Oh, right. I mean, and that's the thing, even, even with these contraptions that we had, we had these lifts that we would like lock her into mm-hmm. these like things. And then you pull the lever and that lifts her and moves her, but it's still, very it's physical. really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if you were having trouble with your own health and your own that, muscles and strength, that would have been hard. Yeah. And then, you know, and then also I started dating. And so I was like, how am I going to yeah. leave <laughs> Kelly? This is not really yeah. to me moving yeah. on with my relationship. Yeah, yes. exactly. So. Well, what we haven't said um, to the listeners is that yeah, unfortunately Kelly lost her battle with MS and so it hasn't really been that long. It doesn't seem like. Yeah, it wasn't the anniversary like a few months ago? Yeah, it was in April. And um, one year. Yeah, so it's it's been hard. I mean, it's yeah, and, I'm sure you know, I. I miss her so much. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I don't even know. I can I imagine. imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine. Like, yeah. I just. You know, it's, it's hard. I feel like sometimes too, like lately I've been wanting to call her and tell her things. Yeah. And then I remember, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to talk to her. I can't, I can't yeah. call her. I'm just going to have to talk to her. Yeah. And, I'm, um, I'm sure you, that that happens so much where you just want to pick up the phone and then you realize, oh yeah. Yeah. And I think, oh, you know, you know, especially with COVID, it was hard. We didn't get to see her. And I was like, oh, we can go see her now. And I think, okay, when should we go? Because that would always be the thing. I would yeah. tell the boys for the week. All right, we're going to go see Auntie these days of the week and uh-huh. get prepared or yeah. you know, make sure we get your homework done and all that stuff. So, yeah. Um, so it's hard. And they took it pretty hard. Yeah. When she passed. And um, so, and, and they, I think they kind of, I mean, they're older, but I don't think they understood. You know, I think everybody yeah. thinks like, okay, you have MS, but, you know, and I never knew until I was a little bit older that I thought, well, you know, it's not a great disease, but you don't really die from it, but you die from complications of it. And oh, so that's right. what I think you forget. And mm-hmm. I always think, you know, well, she's going to be in her wheelchair, but she'll be with us and yeah. we'll go visit her. And then, you know, um, when other things take their life you're just like god what like it just seems so unfair it and, just seems yeah like it's but, not right um, but you know she's definitely with us and you know we did the ms walk um last uh in april in her Aww. honor because she had a team called kelly's ohana oh yeah i uh-huh. saw kelly's all the family. pictures on facebook and yeah. it was just so sweet so we we did that and we did a little bit of a celebration of life since we didn't we had a family a funeral service so we mm-hmm. did yeah we we wanted to honor her and I think that's a really great way for us to yeah. be able to, to do that as a family and 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 you know quite honestly you know like I said we have those moments of crying but I'm not really 
a sad person by nature and mm-hmm. neither was right. Kelly. And so right. remembering her is happy tears, you know, because she was so, so beautiful inside and out. And mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, when I think of her, I always think of happy things and happy memories. I mean, she made me laugh so yeah. hard all the time. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, that's what I try and focus on. Yeah. Um, because yeah. otherwise, you know, you're not really going to, it's not going to do any good to, right. to, to labor the, the sad parts. Well, I'm glad to hear that, that after it hasn't been very long and that you're able to think of her and think of like happy memories and like get a smile on your face when you think of her and not just only be sad, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I definitely, I've, uh, I've been in counseling and, you know, I have bad days, but for the most part, you know, I can't, I, I mean, you guys know when you're a mom, yeah. you, you can't, you can't, yeah, you can't live you there. Can't, you don't have, you can't stay in that place. You have to delegate time for it. <laughs> yeah. And like allow yeah. yourself to fall apart for an hour after the kids go to bed or whatever you have. to Right. Do. Right. In the shower where it's like private. Yeah. Like, wait, where am I? Kim, thank you so much. We really yes. appreciate you coming on our show and taking time out of your work day of all things um, to talk with us and be on our podcast. And it was just fun catching up with you too. And I, yes. And I'm thankful that we got to honor Kelly's memory because I loved her and I know Me that too. you loved her so much and we just, and we'll never stop loving her. And I'm just so glad that you took the time to meet with us today. Oh, well, I appreciate both of you and thank you for having me. I'm super impressed and I was so excited that you asked me and I love it and I if you I'll talk to my boys if you want to interview yes, them. Yes, would love like to interview them. We haven't had but... boys on our, we haven't had twin boys on our show at all, but it, we've we... only had, I think, one set of fraternal twins on yes. our show, right? Exactly. Like, so they, we, they, they will love kill it. me, but they'll, they'll thank me, I think, later. It would be <laughs> fun. Think, it would be fun, yeah. especially because they're teenagers. I think that'd yes. be hilarious. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh gosh, well, no. thank you so much for your time, thank you Kim. Guys, and... and thank you both for everything and you know, quite honestly, you guys have been a special part of our lives. I know that we haven't been as close, but you two always have been so special too. We feel the same about you. You know, I mean, in addition to the twin connection, you both are just so loving and kind and it's just, you're so joyful, both of you. And you're so different. I mean, you know, you guys (laughs) are a lot alike, but you are both so different. And I appreciate that individuality inside the twin. uh, Yeah. You were talking about your sister. I was like, wow, you know, they really, you both shine in different ways. Well, same for you two. And thank you again for letting me be a part of this. And I'm happy to do any follow-up or like I said, we can get the boys on. And see that would be, that'd be great. We definitely have great. to do that. Okay. All right, well, and thanks, Kim. Enjoy the rest thanks, of your day. Thanks, ladies. Yeah. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, okay, bye. Bye.